Welcome to Laura's Happy Corner Podcast. My name is Laura Bowman, and I'm a manifestation coach who teaches people how to attract a life of joy and abundance. You are a thousand percent capable of living a life you absolutely love, one where you have the freedom to live your passion, be happy with your partner, and don't ever have to stress about money. And if that's exactly what you want, but you're not quite there yet, then this podcast is for you. Hello and welcome to episode number five of season two. And today we are talking about manifesting through feng shui with a special guest, Christina Hollinger, who is an author, a feng shui expert, and she has been featured on HGTV's Windy City Rehab. And I'm super excited to introduce her in a few minutes. And I just wanted to talk though first about, well, first of all, this was the perfect week to release this episode because I wanna talk about Chinese New Year. Today is February 11th, it is Chinese New Year's Eve. And I'm gonna talk about why that's important. Um, also though, I wanna say, you know, I, I said this last week and, I have a bunch of amazing episodes recorded, but I just don't put out things ever, whether that's content on social media or in my one-on-one coaching plans or my programs or my podcast. I don't just release things just to put them out because I committed to something. Um, I really do completely lead a heart-led business. You know, it's and that means following my intuition, listening to my soul and listening to you, to my people, to my clients. Like I truly appreciate every single conversation that I have with you guys. And as I've said before too, like if I pick up a negative energy or someone's energy makes me feel constricted, then I'm not going to be a part of it. And I really take seriously the conversations that I do have. And so I listen and I put things out to help you because that's why I'm here. I swear I don't just, you know, do this to talk. I may, I may enjoy talking, but I really don't love the sound of my voice that much. But like I, I'm doing this to help you and I am putting out what resonates. And, you know, if I've had a discussion and that prompts like a really good episode. Um, you know, and that's why I always encourage feedback. If you talk to me, you know, I always answer my DMS. And if you're not already following me on Instagram, what are you waiting for? (laughs) It's at sign L O A underscore L O R A. And so this was, I've been wanting to put this episode out just isn't, I learned so much. It was a great conversation with Christina but I was excited to put this episode out specifically for Chinese New Year. And I'm doing that because, I mean, Feng Shui is just, it's the whole culture. Like today you're going to learn like the three basic things about it. And of course, how it relates to manifestation, because it is such a powerful manifestation tool that you can utilize if it resonates with you. Um, But it's just the whole history behind it and like the things that have been done since 
like the beginning of time, you know, and one of those things on New Year's Eve, Chinese New Year's Eve is a tradition, a wealth God ceremony. And it's not too late. That's why I'm putting this out. It's still uh, late morning here, Eastern Standard Time. This ceremony is typically done in the evening, but like 11 p.m. So um, pretty late into the evening, um, actually 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. It's like the time frame. But not to worry, because you can also do it on New Year's Day, which is tomorrow from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. But and yes, I I'm, I know that's the time for the evening. I'm almost positive on that time for tomorrow. And what I was going to say is go to Christina's bio to check it out, because um, this is a limited time offer. But she has the whole wealth God ceremony laid out for you and it's really amazing i am pumped to do it and it requires gathering just a couple of supplies again you know you'll learn the details when you go over to her page um and then click on the link tree in the bio and then it's the wealth ceremony it says for chinese new year but um you know a quick trip to the store to get like oranges and some fresh fruit incense um greens like we're actually ordering Chinese food tonight because some of the items would be like noodles and dumplings and these things all represent different things like the oranges represent abundance and the pot stickers the dumplings like represent full pockets but I don't want to give away too much I want you to check it out because I think it's going to be a, a game changer and Feng Shui in general is, it has been a game changer for Christina for sure. And that is why I am, I'm so excited for her to share her story. So um, check out the description, the episode description, her information to find her is there. You can find her at on Instagram at Christina.Hollinger. It's k-r-i-s-t-i-n-a dot h-o-l-l-i-n-g-e-r and then that's also her website christinahollinger.com but um again yeah you can find all of that i really um i look forward to her sharing her story and hopefully you're going to learn a lot so enjoy all right welcome back to another episode of laura's happy corner podcast today I have on, I'm so excited, Christina Hollinger. She is a feng shui expert and author, and she is, she's been featured on HGTV's Windy City Rehab. Christina, thank you so much for being here. Hi, Laura. Thank you so much for having me here today. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, thank you. Much appreciated. And yeah, so today we're going to talk about feng shui and how it relates to manifestation and attracting abundance into your life. So I don't know, I want to start, well, I guess, first of all, how did you get into feng shui? Um, you know, just give us a little bit of a history on that. Absolutely. <laughs> so my journey with feng shui actually started in 2012. Um, I was living in a South Loop apartment with my husband. We had just gotten married. Um, I had a new teaching job and things just seemed to be going really well. 
on the outside, but on the inside, something just kind of felt like I was longing for more. It was kind of like, okay, so this is it. You know, I just, I knew there was something pulling at me. So um, I decided let's redecorate our apartment. And that's when I found feng shui. Um, I started rearranging the furniture and painting the walls, specific colors, all based on feng shui. And what really got me hooked was the results Following all of those adjustments, it was just a total whirlwind. Um, we found out we were expecting our first baby. My husband got an exciting advancement in his career. And we ended up buying our first house with just total grace and ease. And yeah. that was the beginning. So for me, um, feng shui is awesome because it makes your home look good and it makes your life feel good. And I've broken through a lot of barriers in my life through feng shui. So it's pretty, um, it's pretty fun. And also I wouldn't be teaching this if I didn't experience the results for myself. So it's awesome. And thank you for allowing me to share it with you today. Absolutely. And yes, you have to, I mean, I feel the same way about being a, a teacher of manifestation. I had to see results for myself before I could, like I felt this pull to share it with others, but I had to see results for myself because then I was, I mean, the more, even just the little things. Um, and then it kind of snowballs from there and you're like, it, I mean, there was, it's amazing. You can't wait to share it with other people and you're passionate about it. You have to love what you do. And um, real quick, I, I actually started out as a teacher as well and um, getting a teaching degree, but yeah, I just had this pull towards other things. I mean, I learned that we, we can have many passions in life, but you know, that that's, we can allow that to change and allow the flow of things to just kind of go with whatever feels good and what feels right. Absolutely. And you might be interested to know, I was a teacher for 10 years, a school administrator for two, and I'm still working in the schools and essentially as an administrator working on social emotional learning. So I do have a couple of, I wear a few different hats <laughs> in addition to being a feng shui expert and author. <laughs> Which is, yeah. And that's exactly, you know, many people do wear different hats and you can have more than one thing that you love to do as long as you're doing something that you enjoy. And Feng Shui has always been very, very interesting to me. And as I am following you on social media and learning more about it and learning about different techniques and tips that attract different things like wealth or love, it's it's so interesting. So, I mean, yeah, like it's no wonder that you discovered it and loved it because what I love about it is it's so expansive. Yes. It just helps you to grow into your life purpose. So if you feel confused or you just feel like you're just longing for more in your life, it's the, um, the intentions that you can set are so limitless. And the thing about feng shui is that it's always working for you. So you're always going to be changing your environment and applying it in different ways. Um, and it's just, it's, it's really exciting. And I honestly think that feng shui, that's the method, the practical manifesting method for me that has worked. Um, I also do different things. Like I'm a Gabby Bernstein spirit junkie and I practice meditation and I do all these other things, but I think that along with feng shui is what really has taken me to the next level. 
And I do believe that that's how I got on Windy City Rehab in the first place is that I was guided and I followed these signs, literal signs to take the next right action. And so it's pretty incredible how the law of attraction works and how feng shui is just another method to help you get into that zone. That's so, yes. Awesome. That's great. Cause I was just going to ask you that too, uh, how, how you ended up on Windy City Rehab. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was literally just divine intervention. And I, um, you know, I am not a Gabby Bernstein affiliate by any means, but I did do her manifesting challenge of 2020 and she has one coming up in 2021. And um, in one of her, one of her exercises was to look out for a sign. So I said, okay, universe, like I, I had already met Allison Victoria and given her my business card at one point. Um, but I was called to take a next right action with sending her a specific email. Um, and I don't know if I should even be sharing this all, but I went <laughs> ahead and I, I asked for the sign of an owl that day. And I said, you know what, if I see an owl, it can't be an owl that I know I'm going to see. Like there's a blanket in my kid's bedroom, like not that owl. It has to be a different owl. And if I see that owl, then I will write this email. And um, I was sitting at a coffee shop that day and I looked out the window and there was this license plate that said owl. And I was like, no way, that's not even possible. And then I like, you know, I squinted and when I left the coffee shop, I walked across the parking lot and sure enough, it really did say L. So I was like, all right, writing that email. And it was that email that within a month or two actually got me, um, got me on the show. So that was pretty cool. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, stuff like that has definitely happened to me. And so, yeah, it, and you do, you question your, your logical mind is like nagging at you to find a, a reason why it's just a coincidence or why it's it's not really a sign but it it, it totally is yes it's <laughs> the, and so I would love to teach a little bit about I I really teach three steps yes. for feng shui just to kind of get you started if you're a beginner and um to me sometimes the manifesting process can seem a little bit um I don't know, uncertain, and you can be feeling doubtful. But what I like about feng shui is that it's very tactile and it's very solid and you can apply these steps. And then the best thing is that you can just kind of surrender and then let the universe do her thing. So I would love to teach the three steps if Perfect. you're open for it. <laughs> Abs that absolutely. Yes. Okay. So just as an overview, um, the first thing I would do is I would look at the Bagua map and lay it on your floor plan. So I'll get into that. That's what made me fall in love with feng shui. It's called the Bagua map. Um, then the second thing that I would highly recommend is applying the elements. There's five elements in feng shui. So I'll give you a quick little overview. And the third piece to this is decluttering. I call it decluttering your life. And this is the secret to manifesting with feng shui. Are you ready? Absolutely. I'm excited. <laughs> All right, cool. So the Bagua map is a nine square grid and each area of your home correlates to a different area of your life. So I practice the um, BTB feng shui, which is it's pretty easy to start. You lay the Bagua map on your front door, wherever your front door is. And if you would like a visual, I have a free Bagua map on my Instagram page or on my website. You just click for the free guide or the free mini course, and you will get a visual Bagua map from me. 
and directions how to lay it on your floor plan. But essentially, you're going to either be entering into the wisdom and knowledge gua, the career gua, or the helpful people and travel gua. And once you know that, then you can know which areas of your life um, correlate to different rooms. Okay. I have. Um, so I, I was listening to the live you did the other day and you were talking about the different guas. And so I was dying to know um, because, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you said the far left is the wealth gua. So if you're standing at the front door, do you mean the furthest left corner of your house? Yes. The back left area of your home is the wealth area. That's okay. considered a power position. Okay. And the far back right area is the relationship gua. And that's also a power position. So I do think that's helpful to know that the far back left is wealth and far back right is relationships. Because when you look at the Bagua map, it'll really help you kind of orient yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So yes. And um, I was just saying to you how I, I wished I was on the live because I was dying to ask you asked if people who had a bathroom in that wealth gua area, I don't have a bathroom. That's where my kitchen is. So mm. I was dying to know what that means because that specific area is I have cabinets, I have the sink, I have a coffee machine, my stove. And then, you know, you guys had started to talk about even what the stove area meant and the kitchen and keeping it clean. So I'll let you take it from here. But that was my question is what if you're, what if the kitchen is in the wealth gua? <laughs> That's a great question. And you know, wealth is probably right up there with the top three things that people want to know about when oh, they're trying to feng shui yeah. their house. And, and that's fine because wealth is important. We need money to do what we love to do and it gets us freedom and it does a lot of things for us. So the, the stove is actually, it can, it is considered the abundance of your home. It's what brings in the abundance. So when you, anytime you light the stove um, in feng shui, you consider that like the chi is just coming into your house and the abundance is coming in. And the further back it is in the house, the better because it's more, your finances are more secure. So I would say having a kitchen in the far back left is an auspicious thing. It's an auspicious placement. That's wonderful. Um, and the wealth gua in particular, this is going to kind of lead into step number two, which is working with the elements, but the wealth gua is activated by the wood element. So, um, you know, having those wood cabinets is really auspicious to have in that space. So each of these guas is going to have this energetic vibration that's going to be activated with one of the five elements. It could be wood, water, fire, metal, or earth. And the wealth in particular thrives in the wood element, but it also thrives in the water element as well. Interesting. Well, thank you. Okay. Can I ask you a quick question though? Yeah. I just feel called to ask you. Um, are your sink and your stove right across from each other? Not across. They're at a um, an angle. So the sink, if I'm facing the back of the house, the sink is, is at the back of the house facing out onto the deck and the stove is on my left. Beautiful. So yeah. So if there are any listeners that have a sink directly across from the stove that could drain your finances and drain the, the energy there. So what I would just recommend is maybe putting like a bright colored 
red or something with red tones in it, like a mat on the floor in between the stove and the um, stove in the sink, because then that will stop the chi from draining. If you don't like that, I'm all about feng shui adjustments that are going to be visually appealing. If it's not in your style to do something like that, um, you could try doing a color that's more of an earth tone to slow down the water chi from draining your finances, or you could even simply light a candle um, above your sink and then just kind of like leave that there. And if, even if it's not lit all the time, that fire energy will be represented and it will slow down the draining chi. All right, just felt called to share that little tip. <laughs> yes, and thank you. Funny, quick about that is when we were looking at houses, we've been in my house, our house now for seven, eight months. And um, there was a house with the kitchen like that. The, the sink was directly across and it was a beautiful island that the sink was, uh, you know, a part of, but just didn't like it, you know, for some reason. I just, I didn't know that. And I'm glad that I didn't decide, you know, but for some reason, you know, the realtor, everyone comes saying, oh, I really like the way it's like this. I like it more than the style of the other house. I was like, now I really like the other kitchen for whatever reason. I just, you know, I just wasn't into the, that sink in the middle there, but so it's interesting you say that. And it's also interesting. I, I remember something that you guys uh, spoke of in again, in that live about the bathroom and also keeping a candle in there for the same reason, because of the drain and, you know, leaving the, it's important to leave the toilet lid down and all things, things like that. But I don't want to get like, pull me back from getting too all over I, the place. You know, Laura, it's just so amazing. I mean, that's how I feel about feng shui. I'm just like, oh my goodness, we could probably have a six hour podcast I know. today because there's so <laughs> much to it. I love it. Um, and you know, to stay basic. Yeah. But Laura, I just, I feel like your house called you just as much as you wanted that house. So that's mm -hmm. pretty exciting. And I, it takes about three years when you're in a new house to really kind of clear the energy of the, any previous owners, or even just to get your own imprint on the home. So, you know, you'll notice after three years of living somewhere that it really starts to feel like home. That's very interesting. Also, thank mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. All right, so we can move on. So the second yeah. piece of once you've identified which rooms correlate to which area of life using the Bagwell map, you can then start to identify which element would really be helpful in that space. So um, just kind of a brief overview. Again, this is all in the Feng Shui 101 guide and the free mini course on my site. But um, each element is represented. There's three ways to represent the element. And the most important thing you need to know is that the most important way to represent an element is by shape. The shape is going to be super dominant. So if you have a circular round shaped mirror, that's really going to represent the metal element because metal is represented with a circle. The second way to represent an element is by color. And then the third way to represent an element is by the actual element itself. So I'll keep going with metal. You know, the colors would be gray, white, silver, gold. Um, and then of course the actual elements of metal, you could um, invoke that energy with like a metal bowl or, you know, even in your clothing, metal hoop earrings. So that's how you represent the five elements through those three different ways. That's, I love it. I'm learning so much. <laughs> well, it's really fun because when I first started feng shui, this was truly the drive. Like I would literally 
take pictures of like, well, actually, so I actually did a blog on this where you can like just take a picture of like the profile of each element. So you know, like what colors and shapes to get. And I would like go shopping for home decor and be like, okay, I'm looking for, you know, the wood element for the wealth gua. And I'd like look for certain, you know, I look for that tall rectangular shape or I would look for, um, you know, each, each gua is a little bit, has its own little quirky things like the wealth element or the wealth gua also can be activated by the color purple, which isn't necessarily a wood color, but you could use that to activate the space. Um, but it was just kind of a fun, it, I went into this whole new world when I learned about the elements. And I feel like even if you're not an interior designer, you can kind of tap into your interior designer inner self um, because you can get creative with using different shapes and colors in certain rooms that you might not normally consider. Yes. And I really liked speaking of colors because purple is a power color, a wealth color. And purple, though, can be quite a bold color to paint a room. I love it, but <laughs> not for everyone. So if it's not for you, you can take a couple drops. Is it nine drops, I believe? Um and put it in the, like, say white paint, you're not going to get, you're, you, it's going to be tinted, I think, ever so slightly, if that. I promise you it will not, because I've done not even, white paint. Wow, yeah, so that's even, even blue. Like, so blue represents water, so that's good for the wealth area as oh, well. So talking cool. about, if you're going to paint your wealth gua, I love that we just keep focusing back on that. This is good. Um, you could do nine <laughs> drops of blue or nine drops of, it could even be like a, it could be a purple and in a big gallon, it will not really change the color at all. We say nine in feng shui because it's the highest single digit and it has the highest energy. Um, and anytime you do anything, you just set your intention, right? So in feng shui, um, when you're using the elements that can be a very mundane and visual cure, but there are so many invi invisible cures, like the one that you're talking about right now, where you just literally set your intention for money to flow into your life. So you're going to paint the walls with this energy of the purple or the blue color. So it's, it's fascinating when you can do that. Exactly. And that's why I just wanted to throw that in there because I don't want people to think that you have to. Um, and I, I love your story the other day in your Instagram and uh, asking it what color your door, the front door of your house is because certain colors um, attract, again, wealth uh, or different things. And that doesn't mean you have to go and paint your door red or green. That doesn't mean you have to go paint your walls purple or change out all of your furniture and get like all wooden things or something like that. Like it's not that drastic. So even if you just, you know, intention, like you said, I think that that's the most important of anything that you're doing with this, because you, if you don't have intention behind it, you're not, you know, you're just going through the motions because that's what, you know, you're saying we should be doing, but you have to set intention behind it too. So that's powerful. Laura, I, I really want to comment on that because yeah. when I told you I started my feng shui journey in 2012, when I lived in the South Loop, um, that was all through Google searches. So yeah, I didn't actually get certified at the feng shui school of Chicago until 2014 is when I started going there. 
So it's just, and then I got into a whole new world of, wow, this is what feng shui really is. But I had such positive and amazing results for two years when I started feng shui on my own, just from Google searches, because my intention was there and my intention was so powerful. Right. So that that trumps everything. Exactly. Sure. And in the little things, right. You didn't go run and just start painting things, different colors. You, you set an intention, you were learning about it. You were open-minded to it. And it's something that really resonated with you. Mm-hmm. That's, and that's another really great thing about Feng Shui. It can be done anywhere from you know you you can use it with your your home or just even like your home office or your work office any space that you can um and and like you said just the subtle changes and then you notice that even those small things make a big difference i'll let you continue too with the um i just wanted to touch on and i if you are going to touch on it then perfect um, because the, the wealth gua is important and, lo- but I want to make sure we mention all of the major ones. Cause I, I actually don't know what I, I wealth, love, what are the other ones? <laughs> well, I would say that the top three, in my opinion, and there might be four, you okay. can tell me what you think. I think the top three areas that people really most want support with would be wealth relationships, career, mm-hmm. And then I would say possibly health is another one that people are really concerned with as well. That absolutely. Yep. You know, and those are like the top four, but there are nine areas. And um, if you get the, I'm not really trying to push anything, but if you do get that free feng shui guide, really do go into, you know, um, I really have some secrets on like how you can activate those areas. And I touch upon that, especially I would say in the third video, which is, this is a perfect segue when we talk about decluttering your life. Yes. Um, so the re I always save the last tip for about decluttering for, for last. It, I didn't always, I usually started with decluttering because it is so essential. Like you really shouldn't just start adding decor to a room that's a complete mess and has so much stuff that you don't like in it. Um, But at the same time, I like to start talking about the Bagwell map first. And here's why, Um, because when you are decluttering or you're cleaning out of closet, you don't just wanna do it mindlessly. You wanna know which area of life are you decluttering? Which area of your life are you cleaning out? Um, Over the winter, I worked with an interior designer, Allison Ruda, and she helped me um, redesign our home office, which is in our wealth gua. And, you know, of course we had a feng shui it as well, but the first step was just clearing the entire office out mm. before we could replace anything. And it was transformational. It was just such, it was like a spiritual experience to, we got rid of a couch that my husband used to have in his studio apartment when he first moved to Chicago. He was making, you know, he was a teacher and an administrator in Philadelphia for nine or 10 years before he moved to Chicago. He literally retired from Philadelphia public schools and like just started new out here. And he was like making like $10 an hour at a, at a job that was in like just doing all these odd and on jobs. So it was like a financially very trying time in our life. So that couch, mm. like getting rid of that couch was like saying like, we're ready to like 
we're no longer hanging on to this lack mindset and this mindset of we're struggling and we're starting. Like it was just like, anyway, when you let go of certain things, you're letting go of some of your old beliefs. Yes. To comment on that real quick. Absolutely. Things carry energy. Okay. I mean, I'm not talking about like feelings like people have humans and animals with intellect, but objects absolutely carry the energy that has been given to it. And if something that's why, I mean, I'm not going into the whole rabbit hole about things being haunted or have it. No, but can they be in centuries or not even centuries of just like a negative energy place where there's just so much of that energy constantly around that object that, that it it's surrounded. Like that's what that gives off. And so absolutely for you guys, that couch was a limiting belief almost like it represented the lack and the struggle and getting rid of it is like literally clearing space for abundance. And truly how easy is that? And that's why I feel like sometimes, you know, positive affirmations and doing these mantras, like this is all good, right? Mm -hmm. But for anyone who's like, just like struggling with that whole manifestation process, try feng shui because you can literally donate things that no longer serve you and change um, exterior movement creates interior shift. That's what my teacher would always say. And it's so true. That is exactly it's perfect that you said that because it is tactical. Like just what we were going back to that before our logical minds are always trying to step in and it's okay because our ego minds are protecting us. They're that's all they're trying to do, but that's a big manifestation block for people is because their logical minds are getting in the way of visualizing and positive affirmations and all of the things you know, that you were just saying, but feng shui is a physical thing that you can do. The physical decluttering is so powerful and it, it does relate, like it go, you, you're doing the inner work without even realizing you're, it at you're, first. Yeah. You're doing the outer work and then it, it kind of, it's it kind of a backwards way of doing it. Like you're fixing the outside and then it, and then it, inevitably shifts you on the inside. Yeah. And I really, if I could just share a quick story, because I know you, you want to stick to a time. I was talking recently to Kate McKinnon and she is a feng shui expert in New York. Um, and it was such, she actually works with the Astro twins. Um, I told you a little bit about how I work with the Astro twins now, and they have a feng shui course called the home reset. Well, I I had this revelation when I was talking with Kate and it was just that, first of all, she was telling me she has feng shui, she feng shui Ophi from the Astro Twins home. She also feng shui Gabby Bernstein's house. Um, Actually, it was her apartment in the East Village when she lived in New York. So it was kind of cool just getting to know her and, and hearing about her experiences as a feng shui consultant. But um, we were reflecting on this idea that feng shui is a great way to manifest because it really helps you with the hardest part of uh, manifesting, in my opinion, which is surrendering. You know, I just did a reel on this, like the easiest thing about feng shui is setting your intention. And the hardest thing is just to surrender the outcome because so many times when we're trying to manifest, like it's really hard 
because we want to control the outcome and control exactly how it's going to happen and when it's going to happen and what it's going to look like. And when you can truly do feng shui and then say, all right, I'm going to give this to you, universe, God, whatever it is that you believe in, give it up and say, I've put my intentions in place. And you're going to trust that it's going to all work out in perfect timing. Magical things happen. So I think that's why feng shui has worked so much for me is because it's helped me to learn the art of surrender. Because I can really trust that my environment's working for me. And it it does. It's incredible. That is incredible. And again, yes, the physical act, like you, you have done what you wanted to do with intention you're done, you know, rearranging things or whatever, you're done with the decluttering of something. And then you just literally walk away. Like, so, okay, uh-huh. I might, you know. And it's surprising because sometimes perfect. you don't, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but sometimes you might not notice it right away, but you might look back in six months later and be like, oh my gosh, like you, people will come into your life and it might even be something as simple as you will get an idea that you'd never have thought of before. And you're just like, whoa, I don't know where this idea came from, but all of a sudden, like, I know what I need to do next. So it's just, it's cool. And sometimes it's physical, like literally people get money sent to them, you know, or a gift or something just really lucky happens. I mean, I've had thousands of dollars just like manifest in my life in like really creative ways that I could have never orchestrated on my own. And I know we all have those stories, but I just, you know, this is why I keep doing this. This is why I keep sharing it. I think now that we're approaching 2021, we all just need some more hope and we need something else to lean on. And so my message is just, if anyone is a, you know, a manifester, but they've been struggling with like manic manifesting and they're just struggling with it and they just need something else, I would just totally suggest phone try. Just give it a try because it's a new way. Got to nothing function, to lose. To manifest. <laughs> you really don't. Not at this point. Not after 2020. That's absolutely. That is a perfect way to wrap things up because, yes, it's not only really fascinating once you get into it. And again, you know, we started to get into it, but download the free map get an idea that'll really help under you understand the, the basics of it and understand what, what we were talking about here today. Um, but yeah, it just give, give Feng Shui a try, especially if, if nothing else has been working for you. And if things have been working for you, then this will just accelerate it even more because that's what I started doing. And ever since I started getting more into it, I can see more and more of a shift and things just falling into place more and more. You, you know, it's, it's very magical, but. I'm so excited. I'm so excited that we've connected. And I yeah. just want to also share one other thing. Um, February 12th is the Chinese new year. And there's yes. a lot of things that you can do to set yourself up for success in the new year. We talked a lot about wealth. So I do also have something else um, up on my site for 2021 to get you prepped for the new year. So just want to share that. Um, there's something called welcoming the wealth gods. It's a little ceremony you can do. Um, I've done it for like five years and it's pretty, it, it's impressive. 
I won't go into the stories, but it's so much fun. So you're welcome, Bora, to join me on that if you would like. Oh my gosh, yes. Okay. I started celebrating nothing like that though, but I've started, I shouldn't even say celebrating. I started recognizing Chinese New Year. Um, the uh, couple of years ago was the year of the pig, which is my year. And a, a lot of things, it was very relatable. Um, and so now I can't imagine anything better than like a ceremony to ring in the chat. That's amazing. Yes, absolutely. I'm 100% in. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah, really and I, I would love, you know, we can talk so much more about this stuff, but this again was a good basic introduction to Feng Shui and ma- how it relates to manifestation and helps you in the law of attraction. Give it a shot. and. Yes, Christina, I'm going to link everything uh, in the description of the podcast episode and on my Instagram so that anybody can find you easily and connect. So thank you so much for being on. This was great. I cannot wait to see what the new year brings. Thank you. Thanks, Laura.